think a lot of people are drawn to Acts chapter 2. I don't know, Reggie mentioned it last week. And you hear a lot of people saying, like, you know, they want to be the Acts 2 church. And you hear that a lot. There's a reason why so many of us are drawn to that type of church, that community church, where they met daily. And no one considered things as their own. They shared everything. They supplied what was lacking in the community. And therefore, no one was in need. Everybody's attracted to that. And there's a reason for that. Jason said something a few weeks ago. There's the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And community is right next to it. And it just started striking something in me that I just started seeing community is everywhere through the Word. And matter of fact, I was listening to a podcast this last couple days, and the guy started out with the first word of the Bible, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. But the first word of the Bible is in the beginning. It's, it's one word. And that word starts out with the second letter of the Hebrew. So it would be B for us. And he was saying the reason it's not A is because A is Alpha. It's God. But B, the letter B in Hebrew, one of the meanings of it is family. So right from the beginning, the first letter, he says community, family. And what's cool about that letter is Hebrew scholars believe that it's, it's like an unfinished letter because one side of it's blown out. It's, it's open. It's not connected like the other letters of the Hebrew Bible. And what they say God's saying is it's open. It's for you to come in and be a part of the community. So from the very beginning, he's like, it's, it's Alpha, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and in this community, in the beginning. And you'll see in, in Genesis 2.18, God said it's not good for man to be alone. Like right off the bat, he's just saying community, community. We see that in the Old Testament, God created a nation. It's community. Jesus, he had his three, Peter, James, and John. He had his 12. He had his 70. And who knows where it went from there. It was community. It calls us the body of Christ. That's many parts make up the body. Community. It calls us a city, a holy city. That's community. The Bible calls us a holy nation. That's community. It calls us a people instead of a person. It's community. All through the word, it's community. And then Revelations, the book of Revelations ends with chapter um, 21 starts describing the holy city, the bride of Christ. We're the bride. It describes us as a city again, a, a community, a nation, a people coming together, coming as one. And you guys heard me last week talk about how when we started looking into this, I just was like, God, what are we missing? What, this doesn't, it doesn't feel like we're all hitting the mark. What are we missing? What is it? And he kept speaking community, community to us. And I started asking, what does that look like? What does community look like? And so I'm going to take the next few minutes and go through what community looks like. Like number one would be, without community, we're incomplete. Ephesians 4.11. And there's so much in this. And it says that he has appointed some with grace to be apostles, and some with grace to be prophets, and some with grace to be evangelists, 
and some with grace to be pastors, and some with grace to be teachers. And their calling is to nurture and prepare the holy believers to do their own works of ministry. Everybody plays a part. As they do this, they enlarge and build up the body of Christ. That's community. Without the fivefold, we can't be who we are. These grace ministries will function until we all attain oneness into the faith, until we all experience the fullness of what it means to know the Son of God. And finally, we become one into a perfect man with the full dimensions of all spiritual maturity and, full de and fully developed into the abundance of Christ. And then our immaturity will end, and we will not be easily shaken by trouble, nor led astray by novel teachings or by false doctrines and of deceivers who teach clever lies. But instead, we will remain strong and always sincere in our love as we express truth. All our direction and ministries will flow from Christ and lead us deeper into him the anointed head of his body, the church. For his body has been formed in his image and is closely joined together and constantly connected as one. It keeps talking about how we're supposed to be one. That's what community looks like. It's one. It's everybody doing their part. And matter of fact, the next line says, and every member has been given divine gifts. Every member has been given divine gifts to contribute to the growth of all. So what, what we're seeing here is what community looks like. You have your servant leaders, your five-fold ministry gifts. But right here that line says, in every member. So it's not just about the five-fold, it's everybody coming together. Amen. Why? To, to bring us to completeness, to bring us to maturity, to bring us to perfection in Christ Jesus. So what I'm seeing is, I can't be complete without Reggie. I can't be complete without Christy. Christy may be called to clean the kitchen. But you know what I mean? Joel, he may be called to park cars in the parking lot, but I need him to become mature and to bring me to that completeness in Christ. I can't get to where I need to be in Christ without you. And you can't get to where you need to be without me. That's the way he created it. It's not just Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Yes, that's the head, that's the, that's the alpha. But the B is community. And right here, he set it up where we need the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, but we also need community to get to where we need to be. And you cannot get there without it. And Ephesians 4.11 shows that we can't get there without each other. We absolutely can't. And I feel like we've, are big on being self-sufficient. And it's between you and God. And I get that. And I understand there's part of that. But when you go through the scriptures and you start seeing what community is, man, we can't get there without each other. We can't be strong without each other. Cassie brought up a scripture last night. Confess your sins to one another so that you can be healed. It's like, is that saying I can't be healed if I don't confess my sins to people? But it's just showing that need for community. It strengthens us. It helps us. As these gifts operate effectively throughout the whole body, we are built up and made perfect in love. We're made perfect in love when we bring our gifts out. 
Number two, it fulfills Jesus' desire. Jesus in John 17, we all know the prayer he prayed, the prayer for the church, the prayer for his disciples. It says um, in John 17, 11, Now I am no longer in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to you. Holy Father, keep through your name those who have been given me, that they may be one as we are one. John 17, 21 says that they all may be one, as you, Father, are in me, and I am in you, that they also be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. It's community. Community, community, community. Number three, what does community look like? Community helps each other walk. Galatians 6.1 My beloved friends, if you see a believer who is overtaken with a fault, or in sins. You, the one who is in the spirit, should seek to restore him in the spirit of gentleness. But keep watch over your own heart so that you won't be tempted to exalt yourself over him. I am no better than Lena if she messes up. I'm no better than her. I can fall the next day. But this is saying that when Lena can't walk, when she stumbles and falls, I help pick her up. I'm there for her. I don't push her aside. I don't throw her on the Joel. I pick her up. I help her. I say, listen, you fell. It's okay. Let's get up and walk. How can I help you? And there have been times where people fall in my life, and I have to ask myself, what didn't I do? What part did I, what part did I play in them falling? Why wasn't I there? Why didn't I see this coming? Did I contribute to their fall? But keep watch over your own heart so that you won't be tempted to exalt yourself over him. Love empowers us to fulfill the law of the anointed one. As we carry each other's troubles, if you think you are somebody too important to stoop down to help another when you really are not, you're living in deception. This is, this is kingdom community is realizing that the only the only reason you're in the place you're at is because of Christ Jesus. You cannot get there. And as soon as you step out, you could fall any second. We see preachers all over the world. I mean, we look up to them and they fall. It's, it's, it's not about that. It's not about how much influence you're, you have. We're all equal. We're all sons. We're all daughters. Let everyone be devoted to fulfill the work of God who has given them to do with excellence, and their joy will be in doing what is right and being themselves and not being affirmed by others. So number four would be edify those who are weak. And it goes into the scripture I just stated. But Romans 15.1 says, We who are strong ought to bear with the scruples of the weak. And not to please ourselves. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good, leading to edification. For even Christ did not please himself, but as, as it is written, the reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me. So we who are strong are to, ought to bear with the weak. And that's community. And there's a scripture, and I don't think I'll put it down here, but it talks about how God puts weak within us. He, there's weak people within us so that we can supply for them. And what I've learned is the weak have something that I have that I need too because we all have a gift. 
we all learn from each other. The problem we have is we, we start critiquing our own. When we fall or we see somebody struggling, we start critiquing our own. And man, that's not what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be helping them and strengthening them and bringing them up. Because if you understand community and how we're supposed to be one, if Grant falls, man, Grant, you, I need you to be strong because you've got something that I need to help me bring me to perfection and bring me to completeness. So I need you to walk right. Number five, community helps supply what we lack and vice versa. It helps supply what we lack and we help the community to fulfill what they lack. So Acts 20.35 says this, I've shown you in every way by laboring like this that you must support the weak. And remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he said, it is more blessed than to give than to receive. So community, we, we help each other in our callings. We help each other in, it, it could be lack of wisdom, knowledge. It could be money. It could be a place to stay. Whatever, whatever the other person needs, we supply what is lacking. God chooses us. I was thinking about this. Jesus needed his disciples to help him fulfill his calling. He didn't do it alone. And he needs us. God needs us in order to fulfill his word. That's the way he set it up. It talks about how from within us will flow rivers of living water. If there's no us, there's no rivers of living water. We're in a family now. We're in God's family. So he uses us. He needs every one of us. The Acts 2 church. Everybody knows the scripture. Acts 2.42. This is like a life scripture of mine. Every believer was faithfully devoted to following the teachings of the apostles. Their hearts were mutually linked to one another. Sharing communion and coming together regularly for prayer. A deep sense of holy awe swept over everyone, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. All the believers were in fellowship as one body, and they shared with one another whatever they had. Out of the generosity, they even sold their own assets to distribute the proceeds to those who were in need among them. Daily they met together in the temple courts and in one another's homes to celebrate communion. They shared meals together with joyful hearts and tender humility. They were continually filled with praises to God, enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord kept adding to their number daily those who were coming to life. They were just, they just threw themselves in community. And Cassie was bringing this up last night. They threw themselves into the, the to kingdom community, what we're supposed to be like being one helping each other, being there for each other. And what did the Lord do? He added to their numbers. They didn't have to add to their numbers. They just came. Why? Because it's in every man to be a part of a family. We all want to be a part of a community. And what better community than God's community? Because it's the fullness of what we're supposed to be. I'm going to read one more scripture. Colossians 3.12. 
Colossians 3.12 says this, Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on mercies, tender mercies, humility, kindness, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another. Sometimes I have to bear with Jason. Amen. And forgiving one another. Even if anyone has a complaint against another, another, even as Christ forgave you, you must also do. Above, above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. Love binds us together. Love makes us one. I always say love is a perfect bonding agent. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called to one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him. It's community, man. It's just giving yourselves to each other. Being there for each other, like truly giving yourself to each other. And, and when we do that, if you, if you saw in Ephesians 4, it talks about how we have sincere love for each other. It's not fake. It's not because I have to. When you start going into a family and start getting to know each other, that love for each other becomes really sincere, especially when Christ is rooted in, in all of it. Sincere. I remember having the pool business. I'm really good at getting things off the ground. I'm really, it's just a gift that I have. I, I can birth things really easy and get things going and get it rolling. But after like six, seven years, I start to struggle. And that's where, that's where I lack. I need someone to teach me how to manage. Well, I kept it to myself. I didn't let anybody know that I was struggling. And I was running around with my head cut off. I was making really good money and all of a sudden I'm not making any money. I'm barely making it. I'm pulling from this job to pay for that job. And I didn't want anybody to know I was hurting or struggling. It was an embarrassment. I'm a dude. I'm a man. I know how to do this. But I didn't realize what community does. And I had some powerhouses around me. I had people like Ben. I had my dad who had his dad of generations of business owners. And I, that wealth there that I could have pulled from, but I didn't want anybody to know I was struggling. And what happened? One day I got up and I realized I don't even have enough gas money to get to the job site. Not a good place to be in. They had a guy come to Jason in a similar situation. And Jason cleared his day and a couple other guys cleared their day. We all met at a, at, at a, a person's house. And we're like, okay, what's your situation? And it was dire need. It was, it was a bad situation. And we all met, and everybody came together, and they got a game plan down to him. One of the dudes even loaned him 10 grand to get this thing back in order. And he's still in business today. I had to shut my business down that day. That's when I went down. I called the homeowner and said, listen, I'm sorry, but I can't even make it to your job site. It was an embarrassment. It's, it stunk, but I didn't have to go there if I would have pulled on the community around me, if I would have humbled myself, and if I would have saw the value in community. But this guy saw the value in community, and he helped that brother that, that was in need, and that brother's still in business today. So 
So key aspects of the kingdom of God. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and then community. I wrote down a couple of things right here. Kingdom community is taking each other's burdens as their, as their own. It's rejoicing when, when one of us receives victory. Kingdom community restores the weak. It looks not only to our own interests, but also the interest of others. Kingdom community is aware of the oneness we are in Christ Jesus. It does to another as you would have it done to you. Kingdom community loves as God's scriptures instructs us. It does not separate or call out. Kingdom community asks, what role do I play? What responsibility do I have? How does God want to use me in this situation? Kingdom community protects. It protects our own. We protect each other. I honestly feel like the days of the one-man show in the kingdom, it's like, I just feel like that's, that's a done deal. We're, we're done with that. I think it's like all these people talking about a great revival. I think it's a community thing. I think it's everybody coming together, and that's where the manifestation is going to come from. That's where people are going to come. It's going to be a worldwide thing. It's not going to be a... Not going to be a Toronto thing. Those things were good. Those things were awesome, but this is different. It's a. It's not a one-man show anymore. We all have a part. We all play a part. Hard to get out of. Um, the one thing most of you probably is he's talking about community protecting and all the things that he's saying is. But what about Paul? He he kicked the person out of the church, but he wrote what three quarters of the New Testament. And there's one example of somebody kicking them out of community. And what happened in the, the next letter? He said, why haven't you brought him back? Because he repented. But I've heard people make doctrines about how, how many people they kicked out of churches. Out of their church. Because, man, people, no. Uh, it was a Las Vegas style situation. And it came to him. They went through all this stuff. And then finally Paul said, because he has chosen do not repent. We're going to set them out. As soon as you repented, they brought them back into the community. But I've heard people make doctrines about kicking people out of churches. And almost happy how many of they said, well, they couldn't hang here and all this type of stuff. And we've both been through it, seen it. But it's one of those things. That is such a minimal thing. And that's a last resort. It's not like, man, they don't agree with us. Let's kick them out. So that was just, as he was talking, is that like, a lot of people don't think that's scripture, but, but Paul kicked them out. But it was such a rare, 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 rare thing that that happened. And what happened? The guy repented and he was walking back into the community. And so if that ever happens, man, we're still praying for people. We're still wanting them because repentance brings them back into the community. So that's just one thing is I know a lot of people probably thought that scripture, or at least I did when he was sharing a couple things. But that's, that's not the heart of God. It's only in like last resort situations. Jason has been bringing up a scripture, and I've been thinking about this for a while, and, that, and that's the, the earth is waiting for the sons of God to be revealed. And when you go in Genesis, and God created man, and he gave, he created man with a purpose. And when you look at that purpose, it's, it's like to have dominion over the earth, multiply, be fruitful, subdue it. Um, some translations say replenish it. He gives us a mandate. And when you jump over to this 
scripture that he keeps using, the sons of God. The earth is waiting for the sons of God to be manifested. It's not one person. He's not waiting for you to be manifest. He's waiting for the sons, the community, the multiplication, all of us to be manifested. And what I see is like the earth is waiting. It's waiting to respond to us. All of creation needs us to step up and do our part because it, it can't function without us. It needs us to replenish it, to speak life to it, to keep it alive, to keep it growing. I, I was thinking this, like the, the earth is like a garden. Even God called the Garden of Eden. And a garden, as some of you guys know who garden, you can't just leave it alone. You should see my garden right now. It's not a good situation. If I've done nothing to it, it's a jungle. It's not good. But it needs us to tend it, to take care of it, to cultivate it. The earth needs that. It's waiting for the community, the sons, the plural, to rise, to, to become manifested. It's waiting for us. You know, the deal is, like, everybody's talking about end times right now. Everybody's talking about how crazy the world is, gas prices, and, and all this junk. Like, everybody's talking about it. But right now, a lot of people have, like, this um, almost like a victim mentality. And almost like we're waiting for the, for the end to show up. Or we're sitting here waiting for the rapture to come. But the Word says that you are more than a conqueror. Yes. Yes. Amen. The Word says you're the head and not the tail. The Bible says that we've been given the promises and the inheritance of Abraham. And one of those things is that we would be above the nations of the earth. Me and Joel talk about this a lot. We're above the nations of the earth. So you have all this junk coming from the nations. But it says we're above that. How are we above that? Because we got promises. We're not victims. We're more than conquerors. And when we come together as community and we start encouraging each other, lifting each other up, that's where the kingdom spreads. And that's where the nation takes notice because you're above it. That's when things start changing. What I see is when we all come together and be as one and become the body, like one body, man, that's where heaven is manifested. That's where... When I walk out into the world, I'm engaging the world with heaven. Like, it's literally being engaged with heaven. I think that's the ultimate goal. We can't even imagine what it would look like if we all started functioning as a true kingdom community. Even just a small one. So, uh, we're going to open this up. First of all, does anybody have any comments? Anything they'd like to add? Well, what I would add to that is, um, to me, the idea of, of a church using this particular scripture's guidelines, it's laid out for us what community should look like. It's exciting. Community flowing as it should, true kingdom community is exciting to me. But it also is a good reminder, um, like it's having to break off things off of me, like religion, judgment. You know, it poses the question, like we're all hungry for community. We're hungry for that authentic, raw community. But also, are we ready to, right. you know, are we going to yeah. be the community that others are going to want to come to? Yeah. So it's just a reminder, like, okay, so this person's struggling. How am I going to treat this situation? How am I going to judge this situation? How am I going to react to them or love on them or whatever? And it's just, um, as 
much as we're hungry for it, we have to be that for others. Yeah. And you're right, like, I just had some conversations this week where the home church community style fellowship is like a movement right now. There's so many that are being started right now all over like Oklahoma. It's, it's really cool yeah. because people are hungry. Uh, the Lord certainly is doing, he's doing something special with that. Yes. And also something, you know, when you were saying we all have a part to play in the community, Sometimes I even struggle with that, like, oh, what, am, what kind of part am I, how much influence am I going to have in this community or whatever. But somebody said something to me that really resonated, and it was like, each of us have a sound and a frequency. This person that you might want to talk to and, and help out or whatever might have heard the same message a thousand times, but you can say the same thing in the same day. For some reason, it will impact them in profound ways, and I have to remember that. Like, does it matter? Like, I don't have to sound like Joyce Meyer, or, you know, or whatever. But and I literally could say the same thing that Joyce Meyer said. Yeah. But it could hit them differently. Right. Because it, it's just that frequency that God gives each of us. That's good. I often pray when I'm praying for someone, but I'll pray that God would send people that they will hear. That speak their language. If I can add to what Christy was saying, you know, we're getting away from the religious structure. And this is about intimacy because when God's pouring out his fire, we've got to be ready. He's pouring it out. And the the intimacy of the relationships, we ourselves are more open to hearing that. And, you know, but also what you said, I'm totally on board with that. We have to be ready to give, but we have to be ready to receive. We have to be ready to allow those things in us to be broken off that need to be broken off so that we become that new wineskin for the wine and the fire. It's already here and available. Yeah, and it's interesting when you said intimacy. Oh. If you break down community, got all about intimacy. commune or communion in there which is yeah. an intimate conversation and you've got unity yeah so it's That's an good. intimate unity it's communion yeah communing with each other and that's that's a good word to use intimacy but when you hear it especially say especially man we should be intimate with each other. It that doesn't sound too cool. To that's what I'm that saying. Certain words, we have put a back stigma on them. Yeah. But that's what this culture is about. Yes. Yeah. It's about taking back what exactly. the enemy and the world yeah, exactly. has turned around. We are taking it is. back. And we're putting is. the right emphasis back on it. Yes. Sorry, I get. So that's the battle right there. It's taking back the words that are right. Intimacy is a good word. Amen, girl. And the Bible says we should love each other fervently with yeah. a heated passion. Yeah. Yes. We don't even have that in the church. And that's what I learned for. Yeah. Is intimacy. Mm -hmm. But I love you, brother. Well, how much do you love me? Really? <laughs> it's such a common, it goes a long way, but to really dig deep in these words that we're looking at, it takes a lot of serious thoughts and not just thinking about it, but committing yourself to those words. Yeah. And that's the challenge. The church should be intimate. I mean, given your all that I just here, here's my shirt. 
Yeah. Whatever. Just give. Just give. Giving back to that unselfishly. Really loving. It's just. It's a challenge, but through Jesus Christ, we can do all things. And once we really commit ourselves to His words, what He truly says, we got it going on. But it's just taking that. Yeah. We don't know about that. Yeah, it's kind of what Christy is saying too. Like, it. Everybody wants it, but are you willing? But the deal, what I found out is, it, it's like, you feel like you're giving up something. Like, well, I'm losing a shirt. Nah, dude. Give it and see, see what you gain. See, see, see what happens to you. Give your time. Like, wait, I, I'm going to have to give more time? It's what you were created for, though. It brings you, it brings completeness. It brings a fullness. It, it provides what you lack within you when you do that, when you step into it. And I was sure this this congregation here will be tested for what you're putting out. People will come in and say, really? This is where I'm at. Just to test you, to see if you're really who you say you are. And that's the crazy thing. So if this, if we can get rooted and grounded in love, in Him, then all things else will come together. And that's, that's the challenge right there, is truly loving as our Father loves. That's the challenge. When we started this, we had to go to one person in particular I had to go to and say, I'm sorry. I didn't get your side of the story. I'm sorry. What's your side? And when I heard his side, it was like, man, I missed it a million miles, dude. Totally pushed this side, this dude off when I saw him struggling. Totally, like, cut him out. And then I had, it was Josiah's dad. I had to repent to him and say, bro, I never, I never heard your side of the story. I'm sorry. And we had the privilege of, with other families to pray him out, to support him in his new endeavor and what they're doing, what God's called them to do. Bro, I, I totally am not qualified to do that. I totally like threw you to the side. You know what I mean? But that's, you're right. We've got to make it right and we've got to love people regardless. That's what, that's what the home-based fellowships are going to do is just start healing that church hurt that, that people have experienced. That's good. That church hurt. <laughs> That's a mouthful. Yeah. Go ahead. That's one of the things most reads will have questions or discussion because it's not about us. One of the scriptures that he wrote, and I love, he used the Passion Translations for, for Ephesians 4.11. And I'm just going to go back to the control of the thing. <laughs> um, it said, these grace ministries will function until, until is a key word. We obtain oneness. As we grow together, we all have gifts here. Some I've met last week. Some I've known, just met today. Some I've known for four, five, four and a half years. We all have gifts. And when we all come together, it helps bring that oneness. I couldn't made it through Marymount without Tessa Joel. We knew them from spring. Then I met Daryl, and I learned how to laugh and run and be crazy because of him. And I found a great Thai restaurant. I can go through every person here. Without you, I wouldn't be the person that I am. And so it's one of those things. Until it's not always going to be like there will be people in here that sit here right now that will sit 
and lead a discussion, lead a service. It's not about me and Serge Christie. It's not about, it might just be a night of worship where he just shares his gift. Daryl might just, he, like, I don't know if you ever know Daryl, he'll just bring laughter to the situation. You know, he, he, in the middle of class, you just hear Daryl, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> and it's just like, I, I, could, I could be a clear question and I knew it was Daryl. You know, and he brings that gift anywhere he goes. So it's not about us, it's all of us playing our part, which makes it the community. Yeah. It makes it that. And there's going to be people that are going to stretch us. As we've been doing this, there, it's one of those things like he constantly said, okay, this is what I've showed you so far. And then, it's, and then he's like, okay, I'm going to take you a little bit further. And there's always that depth of, okay, you'll accept that person, but what about this one? Let me go a step further. You know, will, will you actually embrace that person? Will you actually walk it out with them when it looks like no, there's not a chance? Like, and it, it, he'll stretch you. In the time from the seven five days we went through, we helped some crazy situations. It stretched me more than being on staff for 18 months at a church. The things I walked through then was like, wow, is this what you're leading us into? But man, it's been a, it's been a journey that that all that has helped stretch me and. I know every person here, like you said, you're going to be stretched and walking out what love looks like, what community looks like, you know. And that's the exciting part, that we just embrace that. Yeah. We always talk about persecution. But there's other scriptures that talk about you having the favor. Jesus grew in favor with God and with man. So, man, that's what love does. It gives you favor. My boss, he's a challenge for me, dude. But sometimes I'll purposely. I remember one day, I ended up with the dude in the car for half a day. Just me and him. And I, I fought it. And I was like, ah. Yeah. And finally, I was like, okay. So I got in the car after one of the Marcos. And I was just like, I'm just going to love on him and ask him questions. And it totally changed his attitude. It totally, like... He totally blossomed and, and it bonded us together. Cause just because I showed a little bit of love and grace. But it brought favor. And that wasn't my intent, but it did. It brought favor. So speaking of gifts, I'm going to read this scripture one more time. Every member has been given divine gifts to contribute to the growth of all. Hey, Josiah, come up here. So play a beat. It's okay. Sounds good. No, keep playing. Okay. But when another person comes in and he starts, it's pretty good, right? Okay, ready. Your turn. There you go.
But that's community. It's like, it's good alone. Yeah. And it's better with two people. And it's even better with three, four, five. It just gets better. That's community, man. That's the kingdom of God. It just gets better the more of us. And it's not only is the more of us, but it's the more of us that bring our gift in. Because it wouldn't have sounded as good if I tried to be Lena. Or if I tried to do Josiah's job, I would, it just wouldn't have been as good. Jason playing guitar wouldn't have sounded as good. Like, it just wouldn't have worked out. There's divine gifts. So every member has been given divine gifts to contribute to the growth of all. Yeah, go for it. So as you're talking, man. Because earlier when you were talking, the thought came to me is that uh, when you're talking about community and how it's like right there up with the Trinity and stuff, but, um, what came to me is we can't express God without a community. There's no way to express mm. God without a community. Wow. And then when you're sitting there talking and you were just sharing right now, what came to me is the scripture where it talks about how there's angels mm. that fly around the throne of heaven and every time there's something new there's something more holy, holy, and holy, holy, holy. and it's like when you were sharing that it also it hit me that's how in the community we express God with the many facets that yeah. he's created us yeah, totally. we're the image bearers of him and he's created us and yeah. so uh, just that yeah. idea that you can't express God without community I mean, no that's awesome and a good example of that is I've thought decades about the two trees in the garden and then you come in and you just throw out a little one-liner about the tree of knowledge of good and evil and it's like what and it set us in the tailspin where we're just like searching it out and looking so yeah it's a perfect example you saw a side that i couldn't see for decades and you just made sense of it just like that it's like that's why we need each other that's good it transformed our lives and I'm, I'm going to end it with this, and then we can get our food and stuff. But one thing, as he was talking about that, is the day that I think I know everything is the day that I'm full of pride. In. And that's something we were talking about last night, too. As a youth, we're doing our thing. Me and him ended up going to get an ice cream, so that's always the will of God. If you know me, I mean, ice cream are close friends. Um, but there's a place of the more I learn, the more I don't know. And there's things that you guys probably know about finances that, like, as he's asking that question, you might be like, I've asked that question five years ago, and here's what he showed me. Like, that's a place of, this community is about, nobody knows it all. None of us do. Like, I don't, I think once we get to eternity, we still won't know it all. Like, the angels are still going, holy, holy, that scripture always looks like, they're still seeing the aspects of God, and they've been doing that. There, we'll get to heaven and we'll still have eternity to learn the fullness of what it is. So don't be afraid to share your revelation. Um, because you might be like, man, you're talking about how the kingdom of finances flow. And you'll be like, you might have something already that helps unlock it. Because if, like there's part of me, like we were talking, like if we really understood it to the fullness of how kingdom, kingdom worked, we'd already have the finances. Jesus didn't go, man, I'm going to pray and maybe this, like, he said, go fish. It was a simple command. You know, he 
looked at the Father, blessed him, and it, it was done. Like, it wasn't, I need to confess for five years. He just intimately knew the Father, and it was done. And so there's a place, we were talking like, man, like we're trying to do all the stuff that the world says naturally you have to do to get a business plan. But Jesus didn't do that. He, he knew the Father said, and then the resources were there. So like that's what we were talking about, like how do we walk this out knowing that there's a greater way to do it than what we're doing. And so that's just one of the challenges. If you, yeah. if you have wisdom, share it. That's yeah, what this community is about. Because we'll all grow together. Yep. You want to pray this? Pray us out. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for this community. Lord, we thank you for the ones that couldn't be here tonight. We thank you for the ones that were here. Lord, we thank you for the ones that are coming. Lord, that we grow together so that we can grow in you and glorify you in everything. That we truly become the manifestation of God here on earth today. Here on earth now, Lord. It's not for a later time, Lord. We're called to be the hands and feet of Christ today. Today we are. And we thank you that we do that together in this community. Lord, we thank you that we get a walk together. Lord, walk in you with each other's diversity of gifts that is so great to see the diversity in your body, Lord. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you as you continue to give each and every person revelation of who they are in you, Christ who they are in you, that they have the righteousness of God, they have the peace of God, and they have the joy of the Holy Spirit in their lives. Lord, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for just the time of fellowship and just the snacks that we get to enjoy. Lord, we thank you that you are with us right now, wherever we go. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.